darkness tries to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know Oh, I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love Oh, shame no longer has a place to hide And I am not a captive to the lies Oh, I'm not afraid to leave my past behind Oh, I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love There's power that can't break off every chain there's power that can empty out a grave There's resurrection power that can save There's power in your name There's power in your name There's power that can break off every chain There's power that can that I 
face He's stronger than the power of the grave Constant in the trial and the change One thing remains One thing remains Your love, your love never fails and never gives up Never runs out on me Your love never fails And never gives up Never runs out on me Your love never fails And never gives up Never runs out on me Your love And on and on Yeah.
in our lives in ways we've never seen and help us still not to forget to reach out to those around us whatever that looks like right now and share the love of Jesus and it's in your name we pray welcome you to Gateway Church. First of all, let me say happy Mother's Day. I know that today looks completely different than probably we ever dreamed a Mother's Day would look like, but from Gateway Church, I want to thank you for all the women who have made our lives better. Over the last three weeks, we've been looking at the idea that we can have joy in the midst of our circumstances. We've been talking about the letter that Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. Uh, Today, we're going to wrap up the series, uh, which we've entitled Contagious Joy. Uh, We're going to look at uh, Philippians chapter 4. This might be my favorite chapter in the Bible. Why? Because there's so much instruction. There's so much encouragement. Uh, So this morning, I want to dive right in and look at how Paul starts the chapter. Uh, In verse 1, Paul says this. He says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. As we said before, Paul was a good pastor. Uh, Paul was someone whose life had been changed by Jesus. He was just a a real regular guy. And, And so here Paul, he's encouraging them. He's saying, listen, keep going after God. Keep pursuing God. 
he says, stay true. And you know, as a pastor, it's so difficult when you see someone walk away from God. And that's what Paul was saying. He's saying, my joy comes from the fact that you keep striving after God and you keep staying true to the God that has saved you and changed your life. The big idea for this series has been found in verse four of Philippians. And it says, rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. And in this small book, four chapters, two and a half, three pages in your Bible, um, Paul says rejoice or joy 16 times. And so Paul is saying, he's saying, listen, don't let anything steal your joy. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about joy thieves, things that the enemy uses to try to steal our joy. In verse six, Paul says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Uh, Can I tell you that being anxious is one of the ultimate thieves of your joy? And we face it on a daily basis. Anxiety has the power to rule our life. Uh, We're pulled in so many different directions and we're pulled between having hope and having fear. Uh, We have fear of of the thoughts of what if uh, and what we're going through right now. Uh, There is, we're stuck somewhere in the middle many times. Uh, We wanna have hope that things can get back to normal, but we have fear that they never will. And some things that can cause anxiety in our life, the the first thing that causes anxiety is worry. I mean, we worry about our health, which is probably truer now than ever. We worry about our family. We worry about our finances. Uh, All of those things are are things that are big things, important things that we find ourselves worrying about. There's also some small things. And and, uh, if you look and Google how many different phobias there are. Uh, I started looking through some of this and, and I couldn't believe all of the things. And, and so I just pulled a, a few out that, um, now the pronunciation of these, I probably will get it wrong, um, but you can correct me when we're back together again or in the comments. But uh, I, I pulled some that, that maybe I would have a fear of. Uh, the first thing is uh, F, <clears throat> yes, biphobia. And uh, that is the fear of teenagers. I have a daughter who is getting ready to, to become a teenager in the next year or so, and um, a couple of years. And so I would have that. How about electorophobia? Uh, that's a fear of chickens. Um, I don't know if you have that. I'm not a big chicken fan. So uh, hemophobia, a fear of blood. Uh, I pass out at the sight of blood. Um, dentophobia. Man, I hate the dentist. Uh, fear of dentist. Uh, one that we've, you may have seen the movie, arachnophobia, uh, the fear of spiders. Uh, my wife is a spider killer at our house. Um, trypanophobia, the fear of needles. Um, if you know me at all, you know that that is definitely high on my list. Uh, opif- mm, opidophobia, and that is the um, fear of snakes. Uh, the only snake, uh, a good snake is a dead snake. Um, you see people on Facebook say, oh, don't kill it. That's a good snake. Um, in my world, there is no such thing as a good snake. Uh, but probably the one that, that gets me most is nomophobia. Nomophobia. And that is the fear of being without a smartphone. 
How many can testify to that? Um, but as we look at all of these things, uh, we know that worry can rule our life. The root word for worry, it means to strangle. So worry, having worry is like being strangled. It means you can't breathe. It can own your life. It can destroy your life. It dictates how we live our life. But reality is, is that worry can't change anything. There's nothing that you can worry about that will change your situation. The second thing we, that can cause anxiety in our life is when we continually, and we talked about this the first week, so I won't spend a whole lot of time talking about it, but when we continually ask why. Uh, we, we're always asking why. Why this and why that and why did this happen and why does it have to be? And, and when we do that, it does nothing but cause anxiety. Do you know the reason that it does that is because there's many questions that we'll never know why. We can never get the answer to why. And so it frustrates us and we begin to blame God. Uh, the, the third thing that can cause anxiety in our life is who? Uh, we all can testify to the fact that people can create anxiety in our life. I mean, if you're being honest, we all have a who. I mean, the boss that walks into your office that just turns your day from uh, good to bad, the person who maybe texts you first thing in the morning and it just messes up your entire day. Uh, maybe it's certain relatives at, at the holidays. Uh, when they walk in, it's like anxiety immediately, tension. Um, anytime we have relationship issues, uh, it can create anxiety. It has the potential to steal our joy. We've often said that there's nothing better than healthy relationships. The other side of that is, is there's nothing worse than unhealthy ones. And I don't want to discourage you today, but I want you to know that the reasons for our anxiety, they aren't going anywhere. Life is anything but easy. We all face anxiety. Uh, I faced it just this week. Uh, I had to, to bury my grandmother and I had to preach the funeral and only a limited amount of people could come. And it was a very anxious time. And there's many of you watching today that, that you would admit that anxiety is running and ruining your life. And you may say, Pastor, I want to have joy, but it's being taken from me. It's being stolen from me at every turn. Well, the first step to having joy is to realize that the reasons for your anxiety and anxiety itself is not going anywhere. The answer is not all of that stuff going away. The answer is simply realizing that God has a hope for you, that he has a promise, knowing that you can live beyond the natural, that you can live a supernatural life. In John 16, 33, uh, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You see, God has given us the opportunity to live a supernatural life. In Luke chapter 12, verse 22 through 25, this is Jesus talking here to his disciples. And he says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. 
Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Now, this is Jesus talking. And if there's one thing that I can say is that when Jesus talks, we need to listen. And he's talking to his disciples and he's telling them, listen, stop worrying. You see, God has a a, a promise, but it takes us making a decision. In the middle of all the craziness that's going on right now, we have a choice. We have a choice because of what Jesus did on the cross. We have a choice because, because he overcome the world, we can also. Because he chose joy, we can choose joy as well. Paul continues to write in verse 10. He said, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Uh, The word learned there could also be translated, uh, I've become in the habit of, or I have decided. Uh, Paul is saying, I have freed myself from the external. Why? Because I understand it's not going away. I understand that I have to make the, the choice. I have to choose joy. I need to make the joy decision every day. Paul is saying, listen, the anxiety is going to be around. Your circumstances uh, are going to continue to be there. But whatever situation you're in, you have to choose joy. You cannot let the worries, you cannot let the whys, and you cannot let the who's control your life. We can and we need to choose joy every day. So what I love about Paul is, is, is that he just doesn't tell us that. He gives us some practical steps of what we need to do. Steps that, that Paul was living out every day of his life. Things that he was doing on a daily basis. Uh, the first thing in verse six, he says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. The first thing Paul says is you need to pray about everything. Worry about nothing, pray about everything. And in order to have joy in our life, we must start with prayer. We're gonna face a lot of stuff and we need God involved in that stuff. Uh, For for many of us, uh, if you're like me, you need to hear this because I'm a fixer. My first reaction, if I'm being honest, isn't to pray. My first reaction is I'm gonna fix it. But what that does is it creates anxiety in our life because we're trying to handle it on our own. Have you ever had one of those weeks? It's just one of those weeks. I mean, a week that that should be turned into a country song. We've all had them. And Paul is helping us and he's giving us the answer to our bad days, to our bad weeks, to our bad months, to our bad seasons. He's saying, you need to pray. What is praying? It's addressing something to God. If you're anxious about anything, it's saying, God, here's what's going on. And then he says, petition. What is petition? That's a humble and sincere request. God, here's what's going on, and here is what I would love for you to do about it. God, here's what I'm believing that's going to happen. Paul says, by prayer and petition. And then he says, follow that up with thanksgiving. We know what that is. That's saying, by faith, I thank you in advance. Paul is saying in every situation, pray 
petition, and to give thanksgiving. In other words, don't worry about it. He goes on to say in verse 7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We've often said that peace is the opposite of anxiety. When we have peace, we can have a life and live a life of joy. When we take it to God in prayer, when we petition Him, when we thank Him, He says He will give you peace. He tells us in His Word that He gives us a peace that we cannot understand. He gives us a peace that we can't explain. There's nothing like having the peace of knowing that God is working in your situation. It changes everything. In verse 8, he continues to say, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Paul is saying, listen, you need to think about the right things. There is so much negativity in this world. I mean, and... and we think that it doesn't affect us. We think that we can watch the news every day and be okay. Nothing could be farther from the truth. You cannot sit and listen and read about the conspiracy theories of the coronavirus and think that it's not affecting you. Paul is saying, stop listening to all the negative stuff. Oh, during what we're going through, we have nothing but to, to do rather other than just to sit around and to fill our life with all the negative things. There's no way you can have joy that way. Paul is saying, it is your choice what you think about. He's saying, basically Paul's saying, stop. Just stop it. Stop thinking about the negative. It's not going away, but we have to choose and to change what we're thinking about. We have to think about the right things. In verse nine, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I love the progression of this verse. He's saying if you think about the right things, if you get around the right people, if you make the right choices, godly thinking leads to godly behavior. It can change your life in amazing ways. When you decide to think positively, when you decide uh, to, to think about the good things, as Paul is an instructor here, it changes your life. But it takes us being willing to say no to negativity. It takes us uh, getting away from the negative things in our life. And next, we need to trust God in all things. And when he says all, that's exactly what he means. Small things, big things, uh, worry is owning your life. It's creating friction. Know that God is fighting for you. Know that you can trust him. You can give it to him and walk away. You don't have to worry about it. And that's what he was telling his disciples in Luke. He's saying, don't worry about it. You can't change it. Give it to me. I'll take care of you. And I believe that is our challenge today. In the midst of our anxiety, in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our worries, God, it's yours. But you have to make that choice. Uh, Philippians uh, verse 12 says this, 
I know what it is, is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And then verse 13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Now that's a, copy, a coffee cup verse there. We can quote that. We know that. Uh, it is one of the, the most quotable verses in the Bible. And it's a promise from God. There's nothing that we cannot trust him in. God wants us to know that we can trust him in everything. You see, our anxiety marks the spot where we're mistrusting God. We're missing out on the trust that we could have if we just allowed God to have it. I mean, the things that we worry about, God has promised that we don't have to. And God is saying, you do not have to carry all of that on your own. He's saying, trust me. I mean, Romans 8, 31 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? He said, pray about everything. Think about the right things. Trust me with it all. Put your life into my hands. And when we do that, it will make a massive difference. Paul closes out the book of Philippians in, in chapter four. In verse 21, when he writes this, this is considered his final greetings. He says, greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. So Paul is closing this letter. And he says in this, he says, listen, those from Caesar's household, they send you greetings. You see, Paul had a vision. Uh, Paul had a plan that he was going to, to preach to all of Rome. He wanted to reach the entire city for Christ, but he ends up in jail. Life didn't go as, as he had expected, but Paul fought through all the things that he could have got stuck in. He, could have, he fought through all the things that could have discouraged him depressed him. Paul didn't have to choose joy, but he did. And because he did, in prison, he was able to reach Caesar's household. Paul said, you know what? I'm in jail, but I'm going to share Jesus with the people that are here. 250 years later, Rome becomes a Christian empire. You see, Paul thought that he was going to reach Rome from a pulpit, but instead he reached it from a prison. And he was able to, to make believers out of Caesar's household. And they began and started sharing it with other people and it changed the world. What was the key? The key is, is this, the simple theme of this book. Two words, joy wins. Joy wins. We must choose joy for our life if we want to be victorious. No matter what comes our way, that is the book of Philippians in a nutshell. Joy wins. God wants to speak to you. Uh, the book of Philippians is not just for the church at Philippi. The book of Philippians is not just for someone else. The book of Philippians is for you. It's for me. We have a God that knows exactly where we are we have a God that says, if you will trust me, if you'll pray, if you'll think about the right things, and if you'll trust me, 
I'll take care of it. The first question I have for you today is, is do you have a relationship with the one who can give you joy? As we've said during the first three weeks of this series, if you do not have a relationship with God, you have no chance of joy. You might find happiness, but you'll never find true, pure joy. But today is the day that can change all of that. Right where you are, right where you're watching, you've tried everything else. You've tried your own way. You've tried to to find what you think will give you joy. But Christ said, it's only through me. It's only through him. If that's you today, there is no better time than right now to make that decision. There's no better time to ask Christ to come into your life, to take control, to give you the joy that you're so desperately seeking. So if that's you right where you are, I'm gonna ask that you repeat after me and let's pray this prayer together because God can hear and hears when we call out. Father, I'm a sinner who needs your grace. I pray that you forgive me. I pray that you come into my life. God, I need you. I need your joy. Forgive me of my wrongs. Change my life. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm rejoicing for those who said that prayer today. I'm rejoicing for the supernatural change that has taken place in your life. It's the start of a journey. Now, you may be listening today and say, Pastor, I have a relationship with God. I'm trying my best to trust Him and to walk after Him, but I still have no joy. And my question to you is, is what are you thinking about? What are you feeding your soul? What are you watching? What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Are you feeding off of all the negative and negativity? Are you thinking about the wrong things? I mean, as I was preparing this message, uh, someone kept reading to me all the stuff that they were seeing on their, their feed on Facebook. The second wave will be worse than the first. The new strand is more powerful than this one. All, all the conspiracy theories and, and all the politics and, and, and now the killer bees are here. And, and right now, if you want to, you can go into full-blown depression. Uh, the enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy you. And he can do it by what you feed your soul with and what you feed your mind. So today, I'm gonna challenge you to make a choice. Change what you're listening to. Change what you're putting in your mind. Start to think on the things that are true and pure and just and honest of good report. Choose joy. That's what Paul is saying. Choose joy. You say, Pastor, I've tried. I can't. Paul says you can. There's nothing that we're going through that Paul didn't go through, but he continually shows us that you can choose joy. How? Through prayer, petition, thanksgiving, through thinking on the right things and simply trusting him. So if that's you, we're gonna pray. 
and I'm going to, to believe with you that these verses will come alive in your life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for those who have watched today. God, I thank you for those who you're speaking to, to their hearts. Holy Spirit, I pray that you do something in their life. God, I pray for all the negativity that we're surrounded by. God, I pray that we will be able to take our minds off of it, to shut it out, and to think on the things that you would have us think on, to have us think on the right things. Father, I pray that you do something in our lives that we cannot do for ourselves. God, give us true, pure joy. It's in the name of Jesus we pray and ask. Amen. I want to thank you for being with us today. If you made a decision to follow Christ, I'm going to ask that you text the word new life to 606-220-6111. If you made a decision to stop thinking about the negative things that you've been struggling with, I'm going to ask you to text the word joy to 606-220-6111. It is very important that you do this because we said that the Bible says that we are overcomers through our testimony. And by you uh, testifying to the fact that God has made a change in your life, it allows us to agree with you in prayer. So do that. Let us know what God has done in your life. Uh, we are looking forward to, to being back together very soon. Uh, once again, we want to what wish our mothers happy mother's day we love you uh, we thank god that you're in our lives have a great day we'll see you soon